Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome, everyone, to the MMQB Gambling Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jimmy Trana, joined, as always, by my colleagues, Mitch Goldich and Gary Gramling. Fellas, how you doing? Mitch, okay? you, yeah, I was just saying, Mitch, you go ahead first. Uh, <laughs> alphabetically by last name, you get to answer first. Uh, interesting. That's uh, new new info here uh, in week it's, seven, how we do this. I'm okay. Um, my picks last week were not great. I went two and four. Um, I feel like, I don't know if it's a bit or if it's real life, but my mood on the show often depends on my record the previous week. Um I, fe- I felt great about my picks last week, by the way. I was looking at my Super Contest picks. I was like, this is 5-0. and I felt it. And then 2-4 and four here uh, on the best bets. A little disappointing. And I have to say, sometimes the worst way to lose is when you pick a favorite, and they're favored by 2 or 2.5, two and, and then they win the game by a point. That's just, you know, if you read the game wrong and they lose, you can get over it. But that's always so annoying. And so at the end of that Giants game, and Ron Rivera goes for two, and I needed them to tie it up so that the Giants could cover in overtime. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, well, this is this ends badly, whether they convert this or not. But sure, let's end the game. Yeah, so, I, had, uh, I had the Giants minus a point and a half where it really matters in my wallet. So that mm. was not fun. I'm just yeah. saying, my you remember my take on that game. My, my take on that game was neither of these teams should ever be giving points in a game. And that was a that yeah. was a way to go. What was your best bet record last week, Gary? 
Uh, I went two and one. It, that that Sunday night game was. A, I, I'll I'll keep the negative vibes going here. That's what we want to <laughs> give people on a, a on a nice autumn Friday. Uh, we were talking about this before the show, Jimmy. That Sunday night game was torture. We all had Rams. And uh, look, 49ers, they, they came out with a great game plan first half, and, and the game was kind of in their hands after that. But uh, it was just torture watching that game because you knew even if the Rams came back, and the Rams are very deliberate uh, during these comeback attempts, even if they came back, it was like, oh, they're not going to cover anyway. They're going right. to win by a point or two. Yeah, I went two and three as well. I had a, had a bad week. I, I had the over in that Packers-Bucks game, and they didn't score in the fourth quarter, which... Was oh, a that killer. was brutal. Yeah, so, and, you know, so two and three for me. All right, <laughs> Give we were, me some Blaine Gabbert uh, magic there. I, I mean, to lose that over is, you know, that was rough. Um, we are already at week seven here in the NFL. There's some scheduling changes. I've given up hope on keeping up with the schedule, so we're just going to run through all the games here and uh, give you our best bets at the end. So let's uh, get it started with the Bills giving 13 points on the road. If you're a 13-point road favorite, you could pretty much only be playing one team, and that's the <laughs> New York Jets. The total is 45, Gary. Yeah, I uh, I kind of like the Bills on this one. I If it uh, if it dips under 13, I think I'd uh, take the Bills as a best bet here. Uh, we'll see how I feel by the time the show wraps up. But, uh, you know, everyone's going to point to Josh Allen and say, Josh Allen, oh, we saw Josh Allen on Monday night. He didn't look that sharp. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go nuts about it, throwing in the rain. Mahomes didn't have to make a whole lot of challenging throws in that game either. Uh, and Allen missed some throws. He's going to be streakier in the year. But the Bills' defense is the issue. And if you're having defensive issues, this is the team you want to see. I mean, you want you want to see the Jets for any number of reasons, but uh, they just don't even try to score points is what it looks like. I mean, this is a team that gets into third and eight and they run everyone four yards short of the sticks and then they, they're shocked when they're punting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the Bills. I think this is one where even if they're still a little bit rocky on defense, even if Josh Allen is a bit streaky here, I, you know, they what are you win this game? What? 21 to 3 something like that uh 24 to 6 it, it's it's that kind of game here Mitch yeah I think I feel the same as Gary <laughs> across the board um one thing you didn't mention I don't think we know yet if it's going to be Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco uh mm-hmm. worst taping on Thursday but again you know I don't know if that even matters <laughs> the rest of the team around him uh whoever's a quarterback is so bad um but at the same time 13 is a lot and and I will just say I people are probably down on the Bills now because they've lost two in a row. I don't think we learned that much new about the Bills in those two games. Um, you know, I expected them to win the AFC East, but I still thought they were a cut below some of those top teams. And they lost to the Titans and Chiefs. You know, that it was a little disconcerting how they got blown out by the Titans in prime time. But um, you know, I I didn't expect them to <laughs> to hang with those teams necessarily. Um, so, you know, the, <laughs> the Bills are going to win. It's a question of how much I would pick the Bills if you asked me to pick against the spread. But it, it's a little too high for me to make it a best bet uh, just because 13 is a big number. But uh, definitely, I, you know, I like the Bills to cover here. Sure. I, I love the Bills here. Great opportunity for, the, opportunity for them to bounce back after the loss to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, people think the Jets have hit rock bottom. I don't think they have. I think they can still go lower. This is a franchise that is in shambles, and there's no talent on the field. So I will happily lay less than two touchdowns, even on the road here with Buffalo. The next game is in Houston. Packers coming off that 
blowout in Tampa Bay, giving a field goal and a half to the Texans. The total here is 57. Mitch. Yeah, I uh, I like the Texans so much more than I should, and I don't know why I fall for this every week. Um, the Packers, obviously, they're in need of a rebound, and you know everyone loves talking about Aaron Rodgers whenever he has motivation, and so you think he's going to be motivated to come out and put last week behind him. I was looking. It's a very small sample size, obviously, but I was looking at the Packers last year coming off of losses since they went 13-3 and in Matt LaFleur's first season. So last year after, they lost, after their losses, they won in Dallas by 10. They beat Carolina in that really fun game in the snow, if you remember that last year. And then they had that horrible game in San Francisco when they got crushed 37-8. And then they came right back and they beat up the Giants 31-13. So again, small sample size, only three games in the uh, Matt LaFleur era, uh, discounting the playoff loss. Um, but, you know, they did bounce back last year. I like them, too. I don't want to read too much into last week's game. Sometimes the game gets away from you, and it just gets away from you. And, uh, you know, you can look at them and say, okay, they got dominated, but I'm not going to go nuts about the final score because sometimes there's a garbage touchdown and what have you at the end. And so let's not get too worried about the final score. We all know they got their asses kicked. It's fine. Um, so I do like the Packers to bounce back, but the Texans are friskier than people like to think. They really came close to beating the Titans. And the Titans are now, like, top three in power rankings all over the world. And, you know, the Romeo Crennel went for two at the end of the game. And, you know, they could have won the game there. They could have won the game if A.J. Brown had been out of bounds, you know, an inch to the side on that uh, play at the end of regulation. And then they won the coin toss – or, sorry, they lost the coin toss to the Titans in overtime. Uh, and the Titans marched right down the field. So they easily could have won that. So I, I do like the Packers, but – Three and a half, I'm going to stay away from making it a best bet, even though I lean Packers. If it was under a field goal, I'd think about it. But uh, lean Packers, no best bet for me. Gary? Yeah, this is a stay away from me. Like Mitch said, Texans are, they are frisky. They probably should have won that game in Nashville last week. Uh, the Packers are shuffling that off in the line. It, it seems like David Bakhtiari might be out for this one, the, 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 you know, the stalwart left tackle there. One thing you saw last week, that was really the first time this season you know, Packers have been running that Matt LaFleur offense on schedule all year. That was the first time all season they were really beat up front, that Rodgers was just under a ton of pressure. And, uh, you know, they, they, it didn't, they didn't respond well to it. Rodgers specific, eh, specifically didn't uh, respond well to it. So uh, you worry about that, and, and that's enough for me to just make me back off this game. Specifically is a very hard word to say. It really just wanna, is. Just want to defend you on that one. I don't. I like the Packers here. I don't like laying that half. The line's three and a half. You know, you don't jump off bandwagons for one bad game, which they had in, in Tampa Bay. Um, and I think Houston, after losing that game last week, is gonna, they're going to have a little bit of a letdown. They should have won, obviously. Um, so I like the Packers here as a strong lean. I'm not sure you're going to get a best bet out of it, though, from me. The next game, speaking of Tennessee, best game of the day. And since I cover media, I just got to get one thing off my chest. I don't know why uh, Nance and Romo are doing Niners Patriots instead of this game. But the Titans are a point and a half favorite at home against the Steelers. The total is 50 and a half here. I think it's the game of the day. Gary. 
Yeah, I like the Steelers here. I, I mean, you know, we just talked about the Titans sort of escaping that, uh, you know, that, that game against the Texans this week. That's kind of been the story of their season. I mean, they, they could very well be sitting at like three and two, maybe even two and three at this point, considering the way they've won uh, some of these really tight games late. That said, you know, they're a good team. I just think the Steelers are better. I think the Steelers especially match up really well with them. Uh, very blitz heavy on first and second down. That's when the Titans want to get their sort of slow developing play action stuff going. I don't know if that works against the Steelers defense. So, uh, you know, Steelers getting points in this game. I, I think it's a, a, a pretty easy one to go with the Steelers. Mitch. Yeah, I also I lean Steelers. I pick them to win straight up in our Jimmy, you plug your own podcast. I like to plug the MMQB staff picks <laughs> where, I, where I'm currently uh, forget about our best bets on the gambling pod. I believe I'm ahead of Gary in the straight up pick them. That's the real pundits are picking straight up. That's where you make your money. Um, I, I like the Steelers there. It's like the line is interesting on this game because the Steelers, I think the Steelers are great, but it's like people don't even know what to do with a great defense anymore because there are only three good defenses in the whole league. So how do you rate a team like that and make the line? Uh, I, I lean Pittsburgh, but it, it's a stay away. It's funny thinking about what a classic stay away game is. And usually it's like two bad teams or two games you have no feel on. And oftentimes when it's two good teams, I want to pick the one that I expect to win or cover or whatever. Um, this is one I, I, I'm tempted to stay away just because they're both good teams. And I'm just excited to watch this game and see who wins. Um, you know, I, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, that offense has been incredible. I will say I did not think that uh, they'd be able to sustain what they did at the end of last season. And I have definitely been surprised by them this year. But uh, I'm just really excited to watch a, a strength-on-strength matchup and see them face the Steelers defense. And I'm just, you know, I'm sitting back. I'm ready to watch a good game. Uh, stay away from me. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a uh, lean on the side. Should I acknowledge that sound effect? <laughs> What's happening? I thought that was so much phone for a second. That's was that on I purpose? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, I don't have a lean on a side on this. I could see either team winning. I do like the over. I don't think this is going to be a defensive battle. I think this is going to be uh, a lot of scoring in this one. Um, Rollinsberg is playing so well. Claypool and... Derrick Henry, I, I don't think is going to be slowed down. So I, I like the over 50 and a half. <clears throat> Moving Steel, along. Steelers defense scores touchdowns. Maybe that'll yeah. help you. Moving along, we've got the Saints, seven and a half point favorites at home against the Carolina Panthers. The total here is 51. Mitch. Yeah, um, the Panthers finally lost last week. I think we talked about this on last week's show. I mean, that just couldn't go on forever. They won three games in a row without Christian McCaffrey. And I, I'm in. I like him. Uh, I like what I've seen from Matt Rule, and I definitely it has sped up. Uh, you know, my thought process on where I think they can go with this rebuild in general. But you know, I don't expect it to last the season. I don't really think that they're going to be a playoff contender in the NFC, which I think is pretty deep. Um, Saints. Saints are an interesting team to figure out because they are. They're definitely not as good as most people expected. Um, you know, they, they've sort of, they've gotten back on track. They're a team, they've been under the microscope. I mean, they always will be given the coach and the quarterback and the attention this team always gets, but they've also just had, I think three of their games in prime time already. So just the, the Drew Brees discourse and the Taysom Hill discourse just feels like it dominates social media for three plus hours a week, every week, it seems. Um, but you know, they did finally get back on track. They won a couple games, but it's, you know, they won by a possession or score against the Lions and the Chargers. So now they're favored by more than a touchdown here. And, and I do. I like the Panthers to keep it close. I know they're on the road. 
but it's uh it's a division game and you know they've been playing teams tough and playing some low scoring games which oftentimes lends itself to a close game so <laughs> it's not gonna be a best bet um maybe it would be if cmc was back but uh but i do i lean panthers i like them to keep it close gary I actually like the Saints quite a bit in this one. Uh, it'll, you know, a lot of it comes down to Michael Thomas. Is he going to play or not? If he doesn't play, I'm assuming this this line's going to slide down under a touchdown. Uh, but, you know, Saints uh, coming off the bye week, uh, they just, they're a team that has a lot of ways to, to find answers here. Whereas I think the Panthers, you know, yes, the, the Panthers are doing a nice job uh, sort of taking advantage of, of opponent mistakes and that sort of thing. It's a quarterback and an offensive coordinator. There, the Saints should be very familiar with at this point. And uh, Saints are also there. There, uh, if you go back to 2009, including playoffs, uh, they're 10 and three against the spread coming off a bye. So uh, I do like the Saints in this one. I do not really have a feel for this one. Uh, you know, again, that half point. You know, seven, seven and a half. I think makes a big difference. I, I think the Panthers though keep it close. I, if you, if I had a lean, I'd lean Panthers. I think it's a lot of points. I think they keep it close. I mean, there's you know situation here where the Saints are up 14. You got a backdoor cover, uh, but it's a stay away game for me for sure. Next game we've got the Browns going into Cincinnati to face Joe Burrow. Cleveland minus three total here is 50. Gary. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious to see where this uh, where this line lands in the end. It's been toggling in between three and three and a half. Uh, I'm not big on the Browns, but I do think this is kind of like uh, when I picked the Lions last week. It was kind of like, well, you have a uh, a bad team against just another class of bad team, like a bottom of the bottom of the barrel team here. I mean, the Bengals, the Bengals got the Colts half asleep in the first quarter last week, and and you know, once the Colts were like, oh wait, football game started, you know, they just went out and put up thirty something points in in three quarters. I, I I just don't think the Bengals can really beat anyone. So are the Browns going to be as, you know, I, I don't think their offense is built to be mistake prone the way they played a lot of run game, a lot of sort of defined reads off of play action. I, I just don't think they're going to turn it over like two or three times and, and let the Bengals stay close in this one. So I, I like the Browns quite a bit here. Mitch. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I've said, you know, I've said this a few times about a few different games this season. I just, I try hard not to overreact to one game. And Cleveland, if you look at their underlying stats and everything, you know, they're four and two, but their point differential's bad because they've gotten blown out twice now. And look at the teams that uh, that blew them out. They got blown out by the Ravens and the Steelers. And okay, we know they're not as good as those teams, but they've beaten everybody else and they've played pretty well. I know last week they had issues with uh, a bunch of guys have been hurt and there are plenty of teams across the league that can complain about injuries. But when you've got Baker Mayfield dealing with his ribs, uh, you know, it seemed like it really affected him. So sort of makes you think about Jimmy Garoppolo two weeks ago. It's like, you know, if your quarterback is playing hurt, uh, it can just torpedo the whole offense. Um, These are teams they've already played this season. The Browns already beat them 35-30. That was with Nick Chubb, obviously. But yeah, you know, Gary, I feel similar to what you said about a lot about the Bengals and their season and where they are right now. And the Browns defensive line led by Miles Garrett, you would think they're going to be able to take advantage of the Bengals offensive line and get to the quarterback. And so the spread only being a field goal, I definitely like Cleveland here. And I I think it's actually going to be my first best bet of any of the games that we've talked about yet. I, I think this is a dangerous spot for the Browns. It's a stay away game for me because I don't trust the Browns and I like what I've seen from Burrow. The Bengals are scrappy. They fight every week. You you know, I know it, this has nothing to do with betting, and it gets into a whole other issue, but 
I just think there's some heat on Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham, again, just, you know, ranting and raving on the sidelines because he thinks he's Tom Brady. He's not. He's never won a thing in his life. I think this is – the Browns better win this game. This is more about their season here. They don't win this game. and there's gonna, they got too many personalities where it can implode. So I'm, I would be very nervous betting the Browns in this game. And I like what I've seen from the Bengals lately. So it's a stay away from me. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The next game, 
I, I cannot believe this line. I'm not going to bet the game, but I, the line is shocking to me. The Washington football team is actually a favorite at home by one point to the Cowboys. The total is 46, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not touching the game. I mean, you have to decide which which Cowboys team uh, we've seen under Andy Dalton is the real Cowboys here, whether it's him in the fourth quarter against the Giants leading that win or the just pathetic, disgusting display we saw against the Cardinals where he, the first half of that game, he's just chucking the ball up and doesn't even care who is around uh, the place he expected to land. Um, just a, a gross performance, but, you know, Washington has been so bad too. Um, they almost beat the Giants, but before that, every week, they're losing by two touchdowns to whoever you put in front of them. I just uh, can't believe Kyle Allen is a favorite against the Cowboys. Yeah, but. this whole thing, you know, so my, my gut says pick Dallas because I just think overall they're a better team despite all the injuries, but I, how can how can you bet on either of these teams in this game? No thanks. Gary? Uh, I'll go back to uh, last week and, and Washington Giants. Neither team should be giving point to this one. <laughs> I actually do like the Cowboys in this one, and, and uh, the offensive line injuries scare me. You know, is Zach Martin going to play or not? I think that does make a difference in a game like this. Uh, but, look, I, I'm not paying that much attention to the noise in Dallas. It's got to be coming from the defensive side of the ball. Uh, their defense stunk last year. I mean, they couldn't play that scheme, so now they got a new scheme. They can't play that either. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what those guys are, are complaining about. It just maybe you maybe just aren't that good at football. Uh, the Cowboys have fumbled the ball 11 times. They've lost nine of them on offense, which is just you expect to lose about half. Nine is too much. Nine nine lost fumbles is as many as they've had in any full season in the DAC era. Uh, it's just they, they can't give the ball away at this rate. I said that earlier this year, and then they went out and, and did so against the Giants. But uh, the takeaway or excuse me, the giveaways from them are going to dry up. And uh, I just think even whatever, even with their basically that their second string team in there they're still just better than washington yeah as bad as the cowboys defense is i can't see washington being a team that runs roughshod over them i i i can i just can't get over this line ezekiel elliott alone after the fumble issues last week you know he's going to bounce back and have a big game that alone should should have the cowboys as favorites here so this is shocking to me i i, I don't see how you can lay a point here with with washington but um you know, the Cowboys defense this year can sort of make me shut up about that. So I, I would not bet this game at all. But if I had to, I'd go Cowboys. Next game, this is now the Sunday night game. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites in Arizona. The total here is 56. I'll give you one nugget before I throw it to Gary. Every Arizona Cardinals game this year has gone under and you have a total here of 56 huh. gary i was gonna say because they call themselves the air raid and they don't throw the ball yeah. more than a uh, half a yard upfield on every play uh i think both these teams are sort of under uh, excuse me overachieving compared to what the underlying numbers say on them uh i i think the seahawks are very good not great i think the cardinals are probably below average not average or above average whoever uh, people might think of him at this point. Uh, that's it. For that reason, I, I lean Seahawks here. Again, I, I have the same concerns I've had, uh, gosh, going back uh, to like September with the Seahawks. 
red zone efficiency i mean it's it's historic right now the rate that they're scoring touchdowns in the red zone uh, it, it just it won't continue even in, in a year where no one's playing defense it's just not sustainable uh and their defense the one that really is not sustainable they're not going to keep on getting takeaways like that they they're getting two takeaways a game uh with a defense that is uh just not good so uh i'd expect both those slide back that said i, I you know the cardinals went up there last year and just hammered them uh, that was a game where Brett Hundley played the second half for an injured Tyler, so I, I'd stay away from this one, but uh, I, I'd lean Seahawks. Mitch. Jimmy, you kind of blew my mind a little bit telling me that uh, every Cardinals game has gone under. I didn't realize that. Um, I was So I, I definitely I like the Seahawks here, and I was, I was prepared for uh, Gary to run through his well-documented reasons. Uh, <laughs> even even on, you know, on Twitter, it's rare to get in a Twitter back and forth with Gary, but something uh, got into him on well, Tuesday morning, maybe it, it was. was I don't know. It was when Jenny uh, added me. I, that I was surprising. Uh, I, knew, I knew it was serious at that point. Yeah, somebody tweeted at me, and I replied, and then Jenny replied to my reply to the guy, and that was the most surprising thing of all. And then, uh, and then added you, and then you came in there. That, that was that was a little unexpected. But anyway, now we're we're way off topic. <laughs> um, I do. I, I like Seattle here, and I, you know I've talked about it. We, people who've listened to this show every week know that I like them, and I I understand your reasons and the underlying numbers and things. But I think they just always find a way to win. And I know that, uh, you know, they only beat Minnesota by a point. Uh, now we're asking them to cover more than a field goal. Um, but I, I like them. I think they're the better team. And, um, you know, I don't know if the Cardinals, uh, if the line here just got that bump that everyone watched them in primetime. I'm actually, I'm glad this game is bumped to primetime again. <laughs> I'm really excited to uh, be able to watch more of this, watch the whole thing uh, and not have it be uh, on concurrently with some other games. But I, I definitely like Seattle. And I was actually going to say, Jimmy, that I like the over. Uh, totals 56 and the Seahawks' average total this year is over 60 in all their games. The Cardinals, they're only 46, but I think part of that's because they've played teams like they held Washington to 15, they held the Jets to 10. Um, you know, they're not going to hold the Seahawks to 15. I just think Seattle plays in shootouts, and, uh, you know, the Cardinals have hit the under partly because uh, of those games and, and who they've faced, although you're telling me it's literally every single game. But uh, I just, I, I easily, I look at this game and I see a high-scoring one. So I'm going to best bet the Seahawks winning. I'm not going to best bet the over 56, but I do like it. Uh, I don't have a lean on anything in this game, so we'll keep rolling. The next game, the Patriots giving a point and a half at home to the Niners. Total 43 and a half, Gary. Uh, I'll lean Patriots here. I mean, this was a game uh, before last week. This was uh, opening around like five points. I'll lean Patriots. I, I just don't believe the 49ers can can do uh, what they did in the first half last week against the Rams uh, on a weekly basis with, with the quarterback and with all the injuries they have, uh, really on both sides of the ball at this point. So I'll lean Patriots on this one, but you can't be terribly confident in them at, uh, at this point. Mitch? Yeah, I, actually, I don't have a ton to say about this game, to be honest. I, I lean 49ers. I thought last week was really important for them just to bounce back and sort of prove that the Dolphins game uh, is not the way they're going to play the whole season. We've, we've talked about the 49ers a ton banged up all over the place a ton of injuries and they're also now in this murderer's row part of their schedule where it's like six or seven weeks in a row they're against uh you know teams you would have you know maybe you look at the patriots and they may maybe are struggling more than we expected when we first uh saw what a schedule they had on the day they revealed the schedule but uh they're in a tough stretch this is an important one um i lean 49ers um 
I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what happens in New England because we just have never actually seen a season from them in this era where the bottom just falls out. Like every other team has a year where they lose four in a row or five out of seven or whatever. And this is an important spot for them. You just wonder what's going to happen. So I'm I'm excited to see them come in. And now they've uh, presumably had more practice time after they basically didn't practice at all. Uh, with Cam Newton after he got off the COVID list before he came back. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but even Bill Belichick was talking after the game that they didn't have as much practice time. So I don't know. I don't have a strong feel, um, but I, 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 I lean San Francisco. I was just very encouraged by what I saw. I, I thought they were going to, we all uh, picked the Rams to cover, and that was an encouraging showing for me. So I'll, I'll lean that way. I love the Patriots here. Uh, give me Bill Belichick coming off a loss anytime. They're already in Boston saying Belichick is done. Belichick has lost the Brady versus Belichick thing. The Patriots last week had no practice time because of COVID. Cam Newton had to deal with that whole situation. The team was not in the facilities. They're back to a normal week. They're only giving a point and a half at home. I love the Patriots here in that one. The next game, the Chargers giving seven and a half points at home to the Jaguars. Total 49, Mitch. I like the Chargers here. Because the Jaguars are bad. <laughs> they were, we thought they might have been uh, better than we expected, like the first two weeks of the season. And they just haven't been good since then at all. The Chargers, you know, they're one and four, but they've been hanging with some really good teams. Uh, obviously, they're better than their record shows. Uh, you know, the line shows it, they're favored by more than a touchdown. But I just think that this is a spot where they can pull away. And a lot of times when, when the line is, uh, you know, like, seven and a half, 14 and a half, 10 and a half, whatever. You talk about the fear of a backdoor cover and are they going to pull away? I, I think this actually is a situation where the Chargers coming off a of bye week, they feel like they have a lot to prove. And after losing to some uh, good teams, I think they're going to want to uh, not just win, but actually put a stamp on it and beat them. So, you know, sometimes if a team gets a lead, they're not as motivated to close it out in the fourth quarter. I think they are going to be. And I think we're going to we're going to see a big win here against a team that's just not in the same class as them. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a little unnerving picking a one and four team to cover by more than a touchdown. But I think this is a spot for it. Gary. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd stay away from this one. I, I do like the Chargers. I, I do think the Jaguars stink. Uh, I just, I, this Chargers team uh, winning by more than a touchdown, I, I just, I situate, situationally, they just uh, figure out a way to to blow things. I can't say anywhere specifically, situationally. Uh, they just, uh, they don't do it for me. I, I, I would back off this one. Yeah, I try not to bet Chargers games. It's personal rules, so uh, I will stay away, especially seven and a half. I, listen, I would expect here, well, I'm not even going to get into it because the Chargers never do what you'd expect, but um, beware of betting the Chargers. The next game, the Bucks, four-point favorites on the road in Sin City. Total here against the Raiders, 52. Gary. Yeah, we'll see if they get this one in. Uh, I thought there would be a bigger reaction to the Bucks win last week. Uh, I, I I do still like the Bucks in this one. I thought they might be given like five or six points. I, I know the last time we saw the Raiders, they uh you know they took a different approach with the Chiefs and they they did uh, win down in Kansas City. But I've been saying it all year and I'll continue to say it. I think the Bucks are the most complete team in the NFC. Uh, and you know I'm just I'm 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 off any sort of home field advantage this year. So uh, I do like Tampa here. Mitch. Yeah, I would expect this line to move. I mean, so we're taping Thursday afternoon, and they, the news just came out. The Raiders just put literally their entire starting offensive line on the COVID IR. So, And this is the game that was supposed to be Sunday night, and they moved it. So it's 
possible that they that the game doesn't get in. It's possible that they move the game to Monday or Tuesday just to give those guys uh, time. Uh, you know, <laughs> we don't know. We're talking about something, and it all could change in a in a day or two. Obviously, uh, it has a big impact if they have their starting line or if they don't have any of their starting offensive linemen. Um, I, I I like the Bucks anyway. You know, it's, both of these teams are really coming off of their most impressive wins of the season, uh, which even if they're good teams, they may not even top them. Um, that's how good they looked with the Bucks blowing out the Packers and the Raiders. Like you said, Gary, last we saw they were beating the Chiefs. But I, I do. I, you know, I, I like the Bucks. Um, you know, especially just given all the, the situation, everything that's now going on uh, with Vegas. Um, so we'll see if the line moves. But as, as it stands now, I, I, I like Tampa to cover. If the Raiders have their team, I like the over in this game because I don't think the I think the Bucks offense now is really going to start to roll. You saw it last week. They've got so many weapons. They're going to be unstoppable here. You know, we wanted week one Brady to come in and them to start putting up 40 points a game. You know, he's learning a new offense, new teammates, new players. Ronald Jones is is running really well. I think that offense is just going to keep getting better and better and better. Um, but, you know, I'd be a little leery here betting it over if the Raiders can't score, if their whole offensive line is out and they got other stuff. So stay away from any of these games where there's some COVID issues. Um, I my, the All I hope is that everyone on the Raiders is safe, negative tests, and the game gets moved to Monday. I like the Monday double cutters. All right, next game, Rams at home. Six-point favorites after that beating against San Francisco. Uh, Six-point favorites to the incoming Bears. The total here is 45, Mitch. Yeah, the Rams, who, again, as we've said, <laughs> we all picked last week. The The Bears are interesting. Uh, they Connor Orr wrote a, a fun story on the site this week that I edited where he just ran through all of the lucky breaks that the Bears have had in the fourth quarter of games this year, and he got to 18 of them. And, you know, every good team that has a winning record has lucky breaks along the way and you can question whether it's lucky or not or whatever but they do have a lot of them um i like the under here actually uh totals 45 and i was looking at average totals again the rams average total this year is 44 and the bears are at 40 per game the bears defense is just really good and I, i was talking about pittsburgh earlier there just aren't many good defenses in the league and the Bears have one, and I could just easily see a low-scoring game here, low 20s, high teens. I think this is going to be like one of those weird final scores where it's like 23 to 19 or 21 to 18, where there's like a, a safety or a two-point conversion or a missed extra point or something. This just this screams like ugly, low-scoring game here. And in that case, maybe I should. T- I don't. Even, I'm not even going to talk about the sides. I just I, I like the low-scoring play, and uh, and I like the under here. Gary. Yeah, this is the third straight year these teams have played, and, and the Rams have had their issues against this Bears defense. I, I think that number's too big. I think plus six is is too big here for the Bears, and I am as off the Bears as you can possibly get. But uh, I think the defense hangs around in this one. I don't think the Rams have sort of an explosive offense. It's a lot of sustained offense. It's a very efficient offense. But uh, I don't think they're running away with this game. So, you know, is Foles going to turn it over two or three times? He hasn't been. Uh, I, I think both offenses are relatively conservative, and I think the Bears just hang around in this one and, and cover the spread. Yeah, I, I, I don't – the Bears' defense is decent, but I, I just can't put my money on Nick Foles. And, you know, the Rams here, you know, Gary laid it out. They're, they're conservative on offense, which you wouldn't expect with all the weapons they have. But 
you know, they don't throw the ball and down the field, and they they they're very methodical. It's I don't know. So covering six here could be tough. Who knows? You know, Cleo Mack could could you know have a field day here. So to stay away from me, I would like to say I'm tired of seeing the Rams in prime time. I think this is the third time in the last four weeks I've had enough of that. Um, but that's neither here nor there. All right, only two games in our lightning round where none of us. Uh, Neither of the three of us have uh, any interest here in these games, but we're going to go through these two very quick here in our lightning round. No sound effect this week. There it is. <laughs> Whoa. There it is. Okay. Felt that one. It's like a little cloudy, like misty outside. It's it's good weather uh, for for that sound effect. Uh, one game I'm surprised that's in the lightning round. One game I'm not. The first game that I'm not is the Falcons giving two and a half points. At home to the incoming Lions, total here is 55 and a half. Um, you know, I, I would lean over in this game, but not a game I really have much interest in. Gary? Yeah, I, I actually like both teams, and uh, for that reason, I'd stay away from this one. But, uh, I don't know, the Falcons turn a corner here? Maybe. Uh, also, I don't think the Lions can cover the Falcons. So, Mitch? Yeah, I don't have much. <laughs> I feel like I, the, the Lions, I'm, I'm done talking about the Lions for uh, maybe another month or so. Now, um, now the other go ahead I'm sorry <laughs> no that's all I got no you say the other game you know usually we're, we all have a lot to say about the Chiefs and we all are basically like if the Chiefs are playing we'll bet them and none of us are having any interest in the Chiefs as nine and a half point favorites on the road in Denver total here is 46 which is low by NFL standards this season Mitch yeah this was inter- this was like a ter- oh <laughs> This was uh, this is like a terminology issue. Like I, the, the Chiefs, I think, accidentally landed in the lightning round by default because none of us best bet this game. But I mean, you know, we could talk about this could be a Chiefs podcast. I feel, and we'd we'd have enough material every week. Um, you know, the yeah, I, I like the Chiefs a ton. I, I you know, I'm gonna pick them every week. But uh, not this Denver's week. defense. Yeah, I mean, well, I. I, I pick them but you know it's not going to be a best bet for me i mean denver's defense right. was very good against the patriots I, i'm i've been low on denver and they've been hanging around and playing a lot better than i thought they would so it's, it's a little bit scary but um you guys know how yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little scarred by the by the i mean it worked for them and that's the way you do it but this the fact that they decided to become a a run and pound team last week instead of throwing the ball and you got to cover nine and a half points here on the road it gives you a little I was gonna say when, little when your pause. opponent puts six uh defenders 20 yards off the line of scrimmage yeah. kind of kind of forces you to do so right well, and they need, I, I will they say need it, touchdowns uh, this week if they're gonna hang with the chiefs they can't have uh six field goals again That's right i was just gonna say we're, we're all so uneasy about the broncos broncos are in the four-way tie for the ats championship right now they're four and one against the spread uh, yeah. Along with the Packers, Steelers, and somebody else I don't know off the top of my head right now. With Jeff Driscoll, Drew Locke, and who who was the other one who played quarterback? Oh, uh, for Rippin. Brett Rippin. Rip, right. It's pretty – well, they did play the Jets. Yeah, so that's amazing. All right, that wraps <laughs> up the the slate for week seven. We now will go to our best bets. Is there a sound effect for that? I don't even know. There it is. Hmm. Is that right. Pac-Man? I like it. All right, best bets week – <laughs> Reminds me of Miss Pac-Man in the roller skating rink. I'm older than you guys. You don't have that memory. All right, best bets week seven, Mitch. All right, I have four of them. Uh, I'll take the Browns minus three at Cincinnati, the uh, Chargers minus seven and a half against the Jaguars, the uh, Seahawks minus three and a half at Arizona, and then the game which uh, we're hoping gets played, Bucks minus four at the Raiders. 
Garrett. Uh, I'll go six because I've been uh, doing Woo! three the last couple weeks. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll give into peer pressure. I'll go uh, Buffalo minus 13 at Jets. I'll go Cleveland minus three at Cincinnati. I'll take the Steelers plus 1.5 at Tennessee. Dallas plus one at Washington. New Orleans minus seven and a half versus the Panthers. That's my only home team. Wow. And then uh, I'll, I'll take the Bears on Monday night. I'll take Bears plus six at Rams, even though uh, I, I think the Bears, like everyone else, uh, are, are complete frauds. I should say everyone else thinks the Bears are complete frauds. I don't oh, yeah. think all of you are complete frauds. That's what it sounded like you were saying. <laughs> I liked it the other way. All right, I got four. I'm with you on Buffalo minus 13 against the Jets. The Jets might be a pick against every week from here on out. Uh, I'm going to go Packers minus three and a half in Houston. I, I think Aaron Rodgers has a monster game after what happened last week in Tampa. Patriots minus one and a half. I'll always take Belichick coming off a loss. And Dallas minus a point and a half against Washington. If Kyle Allen gets the job done against the, the Cowboys, then I don't know what Jerry's going to do, but it's going to be ugly there in, in big D. All right. That wraps up the MMQB Gambling Podcast for Week 7. Good luck with your wagers. We'll see you next week right here for Week 8. And uh, my thanks to Gary and Mitch. And good luck. And Shelby. With, and Shelby. And the sound effects. And that's it. Good luck with the wagers. Take care. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, he's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. 
Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.